Germany, 377 medals. Norway, 329 medals. Russia, 314 medals. These are the countries at the summit of Winter Olympic success. This show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The athletes with a pocket full of dreams and everything to prove. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea. Hello and welcome back to Medallica Colon Minnows versus the World Colon Cul-de-sac to Korea and you may have noticed that we are upbeat, full of life, blood pulsing through the veins and that's because it is many weeks after the Olympics. It is. It is so many weeks and we know that it's so many weeks because people will not stop coming after us. Jesus, Where guys, is my podcast? Just let what us... the fuck are you guys doing? And that's just my parents. <laughs> let us settle back in to the normal way of life because to be honest... The Pyeongchang 2018 Olympics took dead set years. An absolute fucking toll. So we're back. We're back in Sydney and we are going to wrap up the 2018 Winter Olympics, which I know that you all enjoyed immensely as we did uh, in hindsight. Yeah. It's amazing that now that we've got a little bit of distance, every time someone asks me how it was, my enthusiastic response gets more enthusiastic by the day. It does. It, it, when people were asking me afterwards, it felt like a POW experience. Yeah. People were just like, how was it? And I was like, it was the hardest fucking thing I've ever done. Yeah. And then they just stand there and there's a bit of silence and I go, but it was super it was rewarding so and I loved it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's pretty much where it's at. So we're going to recap you. We're going to get back into it. Yep. Just give you an idea of some of the things that have happened since the Olympics and also just recap the closing ceremony and our most memorable points of the Olympics. Obviously, yep. one of the things that you've been asking for and waiting for with bated breath to see how it went was our attempt to get into the Olympic Village. Yes. Obviously, not only did we not have any media accreditation, but as we found out very quickly... It would not have mattered because you actually have to be an athlete. The proof is in the title. Yeah, and we were flying by the seat of our bright yellow tracksuits. So, so bright and such a small seat. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so we were not confident that if we filmed this, that we would not get shot. Because I, I also, <laughs> I, And I know it was South Korea. But I thought that the government could make us disappear quite easily. I still think they might. Yeah. I'm still not that confident that all the stuff we said about the Russians is not going to come bite us in the dick if we end up at the World Cup in three months. Oh, yeah. So we weren't able to record it, but instead what we're going to do is bring you the next best thing. It's our radio play of our attempt to get into the Gangneun Olympic Village. It is a true-to-form Reenactment. Gang Nguyen, Olympic Village. A standard colder than a polar bear's dick afternoon. Late February. Enter Gus and Rig, stage left. Gus and Rig approach security at Olympic Village gate. Upon seeing a group of athletes approaching, Gus and Rig walk closely behind them at the security checkpoint, hoping there is some kind of group sign-in system. There is not. Guard. Goes to scan lanyards. They do not scan as they were printed off the Coles website and were for Haas avocados. Rig. They've been playing up. Guard. What? Rig. Our identification, it sometimes doesn't work. Guard. Looks blankly at Gus and Rig. Gus. We're on the list. Guard. Looks blankly at Gus and Rig. Rig. We are from Rigistan. Guard. 
Rigustan. Gus. Yes, the People's Republic of Rigustan. God. Where is Rigustan? Rig. It's the world's newest country. Gus. We're on the list. God. Uh. Rig. What? God. Country. <laughs> Gus. We are a country. God. What country? Rig. Rigistan. God. Rigustan? Gus. I'm calling Peter Michael. Rig. Okay. Peter Michael enters from stage right. His mane dances in the wind as he approaches the security checkpoint. Peter Michael. Hello. These are my friends <laughs> from New Zealand. <laughs> God. <laughs> New Zealand? They said they are from Rigastad. Gus. Oh. Rig. Oh. Peter Michael. Oh. <laughs> God. You'll have PVC card? Rig. Uh, no. Gus, pointing to Rigastan logo on tracksuits. We are Olympians. Forgetful Olympians. God. PVC card? Rig. We left our PVC card inside. If you let us in, we can go and get it. Guard. To Peter Michael. You'll go get their PVC cards? Peter Michael, looking panicked. Uh, I don't know where the room is. Guard. You cannot enter without PVC card. (laughs) Rig. Oh. Gus. Oh. Peter Michael. Oh. Finn. That is exactly how that went down. Only the guard wasn't Russian. (laughs) He was naturally South Korean, as you'd expect, at the Pyeongchang South Korea Olympics. Also, I took some creative and artistic license with Peter Michael's (laughs) voice. Oh, Pete, when you're listening to this, sorry, mate. Also... For everything that came before this, dramatization may not have happened. <laughs> yeah, we got rejected from the village. Um, we were, oh, yeah, we, we also tried to call Sarah Hoffman, uh, found out that Sarah had actually just left the country, and so instead, uh, we're just gonna play you her voicemail. Hey, this is Sarah Hoffman. I'm a Swiss ambassador to Rikistan. This gold medal is for you, motherfuckers. Yep, her real voicemail. That's what it is. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Legally, it is a voicemail that Sarah Hoffman gave us. Correct. So, the closing ceremony. We'll go real quick on this one because it is... The further you get away from a closing ceremony, the more you realise that it was terrible. Also, we need to be completely honest with our listeners. Totally. So, full disclosure... Yeah. We when, we recorded re- real talk. Real talk. We recorded the final episode of Medallica when we were in South Korea. Sure it did. Was a couple of hours before we were, actually it was even closer than that that we were due to to leave for the airport. And we listened back to it when we got back home, and we just sounded fucking defeated. We we sounded like we had less life than Hugh Hefner. 
Oh man, it was brutal. We, it, it wasn't was good. It was brutal. We sounded awful, and I think we both looked at each other over FaceTime because we couldn't bear to be in the same room with each no, other. No, we needed some serious distance, and we said, "This is not going to cut the mustard. Don't send it to print. Do not send it to print. Whatever happens." So this is what we're going to be doing today. We are going to be going through our closing ceremony stuff, but very briefly, because we went through a lot of it on the last episode, but as we, as we found out, not going to be as relevant and people don't fucking care anymore. Exactly. But we'll be, we'll be following that up with our top 15 memorable moments of the games, which people very much do give a fuck about. Big time. So, uh, an important fact about our, uh, our closing ceremony experience, it was at Canada House. And we were fucking Fuck blind. <laughs> we played the closing ceremony drinking game, which we created. Yeah. And it was hazardous to humans. I was really brazen with the way I was talking to the bartenders. And I was like, we're just playing this drinking game. And they're like, well... You probably shouldn't. Yeah. And I'm like... It, that, that's a, that's as aggressive as a Canadian gets. And I said to them, I go, this is not like a fucking embassy. It's not like we're on Canadian <laughs> land and you can enforce shit like that. I'm going to be drinking Korean style, i.e. a fuck ton. Yeah. And you're just going to sell me more beers. Yeah. He got into it really quick, though. Really, oh, yeah. really quick. This is what we realized about Canadians when we were over there. Uh, and this is backed up by all of the news. Canadians go from zero to a hundred fucking immediately. Oh yeah. Like they, they enjoy flying under the radar as the, uh, the nice, uh, like the kind people. Yeah. But they're also incredible drinkers. Wow. Aren't they like, just really, Aren't really hardcore just... drinkers? And, uh, sometimes that's good if you're at Canada House and the bartender's like, great. Here, have all of the beers that you need because your mate Peter Taufer Fool just fucked you and uh, took off his shirt, which yep. is scale your whole drink and put a shot in your eye. But <laughs> sometimes it's bad. And when it's bad, Rig, it's real bad. Oh, yeah. Like this bloke, Canadian skier Dave Duncan. Oh, okay. this, came out, <laughs> this came out when we were already home. Dave Duncan... And his wife and his coach were all out on the piss. Yeah. And they decided, you know what? It's the Olympics. Woo, spring break. And flogged a fucking car. I love that. Just drinking piss upon, just bringing buttloads of piss. And then they turn to each other and they go, honey, I'm going to steal this car. Yeah. That's, <laughs> and just, just a brief moment of assertiveness. <laughs> How how much do you want to spice up your marriage? Oh, when, yeah. When you go, yeah, I'm going out with my wife and my coach. We're going to steal a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's That whole story was fucking weird. Yeah, it's, it, the whole thing is bizarre. My, and, and, yeah. and, and also the fact of the matter is that you go, oh, great. Well, I mean, he obviously must have uh, done a full press conference and apologized because that's the Canadian way. Um, his coach did. His coach, who wasn't driving and didn't steal the car, did a press conference and was like, I am so sorry to all of my family, to all of the athletes involved, to the owner of the car, to the South Koreans, to the North Koreans, to the Russians, to everybody. To I the Bears? I'm sorry to uh, Peter Michael. I'm sorry to his <laughs> Like, he just listed every single person <laughs> at the Olympics. Yeah. Dave Duncan, to this point, 
is yet to uh, say anything apart from a joint statement with his wife, who he dragged into this whole mess in the first so place. Good. So he made her do a joint statement with him that just says, we engaged in behaviour that demonstrated poor judgement and was not up to the standards expected of us as members of the Canadian Olympic team. I tell you what. What the fuck? A car is what he stole, but a bus is what he threw his wife under. Oh, huge. That huge. is big. That's, you know what? That's the second worst thing that a husband did to his wife during the Winter Olympics as an athlete. Oh, yeah. The first, obviously, being the Russian curler who decided, I'm a curler. What do I need? Human growth hormone. Fuck yeah. That's oh, how it works. The worst. That's and how got, curling and, works. And got his wife stripped of an Olympic medal. Shit. Oh, good. Could imagine you, him getting home. Could you imagine the car ride home? Oh. You always do this, Yevgeny. <laughs> this is classic Yevgeny. <laughs> oh, no. You didn't even need HGAs. There's no bears here. <laughs> oh, jeez. That yeah. was... Yeah, he really... He fucking... Swept the floor from under his wife. Yeah, he didn't he? just pulled that rug. Just fucking with his little curling broom. That house is built on nothing but lies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, that was bad. That was real bad. But uh, my my big thing about about the just go back to the the, the Canadian uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I the thing that really surprised me was that not only did he not come forward, he only did it after people narrowed it down to find him Sherlock Holmes style. Yeah, big time. Because he didn't the, get, cause it, the sport that he did, what was it? Cr- like ski cross I or something like that? ski cross. So he did ski cross and they were like... Or like ski half pipe was one of those. It was something like that. And then they released the thing being like, it is a 35-year-old Canadian. And so everyone <laughs> just worked their way back and they were like, there is five ath- there are five athletes on Team Canada. Only one of them is 35 yeah. and male, it's Dave Duncan. Exactly. So yeah, so they uh they sleuthed the shit out of that one pretty fucking quick. Oh yeah. Um but closing ceremony. Yeah. When when we were looking at it and saying, "All right, we will uh, create some rules around this." They were to do with two main things. These were the two main things that caused us to on the 2-hour train trip back from Gangneung to Seoul the last night that we were in Korea, mm. uh, almost throw up on the train and uh, effectively go through the seven stages of grieving. i got to tell you, I've been on a 17-hour train ride before through Europe. Yeah, and you told me. And it wasn't, I know everything about you now. <laughs> and it wasn't as bad no. or harrowing as that two-hour train ride on the bullet train. Fuck, that was the worst. Anyway, the two rules. The first one that we didn't think through. Our bad, sorry was drink every time someone is on a mobile phone. Yeah, that was really bad. Yeah, in hindsight, uh, that is more a reflection of our mental disintegration towards the end of the games. I think we were just trying to go for something that we knew would get people involved, but when you're playing your own drinking game... Oh, it's not good. Fuck, that not was dumb. Good that was done all. by us, and I'm putting yeah. my hand up. That was responsibi- the responsibility... That was, that was me. Yeah, that was you. But, uh, but we're in this together, because the second one, which also absolutely dicked us. And we, look, we did this out of irony. We did this out of irony because we're like, surely he won't get the rig out again. Yeah. But we were what too are the invested. Chances? Like, what are the chances he's going to do it again? In hindsight, we spoke so to, high. We, 
in hindsight, they're so hiring. Fuck, we were dumb. Like, and we, hindsight we, we is a beautiful him, thing. When we spoke to him, though, we're just like, you know you're going to have to do this at every Olympics from now on that you go to. Like, when you're doing fucking cycling at Tokyo. Yeah. And when you're doing skeleton you're doing, at Beijing 2022. snow darts. Exactly. I'm like, you are going to have to do this at every single thing you appear on from now until the end of time. And he was just like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, ha. But nah, not really. But. Yeah. Fuck, he just, he uh, he did it. Yeah, of course he did. So, so for pa- people who don't know what we're talking about, Peter Taufer de Fua, the oiled up Tongan who broke the internet with his rig. Yep. He broke it so many fucking times now. Yeah. He basically got his rig out in Rio. Yep. Rigs out in Rio. Then he got his rig out at the opening ceremony of the Pyeongchang Games. Yeah. And we went, wow, that is huge. It's minus 15. He is just all about... Getting amongst it. It was ridiculous. He was like, Rio, sun's out, gun's out. Big time. Fucking Pyeongchang, <laughs> snow's out, elbow's out. Yeah. It was just... Yeah, that'll like, have to work. It'll have to work because nose was taken. Big time. I just... I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe that he did it in the opening ceremony, but the fact that he was next to T. Bark, yeah. Thomas Bark, the, the, the IOC president, uh, in this weird lineup of like inspirational moments, just... Essentially, walking memes. It was it from was the walking, Winter Olympics. It was the Winter Olympics. It was fucking bizarre. Yeah, it was like a a, a police lineup of Minnow Nations. Yeah, which I loved. We were all about it. Yeah, but also once it panned across, and we realised that that same police lineup included a certain shirtless Tongan, and we had made a rule that if he got his rig out, we would scull a beer and do a shot, and then scull a beer. Um, that wasn't good. It definitely wasn't because because I, everyone was on their phones the entire time. Exactly because I was I, I was in charge of the beers um, while you were on the on the lappy. Yeah, and I I upgraded us pretty early on to some of the mass wheel there that's called Cloud. Yeah, uh, but it is more alcoholic than any of the mainstream beers, and, it's and it comes in a five hundred mil can. Yeah, that in hindsight, once again. We learned a lot. Again, this I'm, trip. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm putting you gotta my put hand, your up. hand up. I'm putting my hand up again. Yeah, you're a you're a I'm man who owns sorry. his who owns his mistakes. I am. And by mistakes, doesn't mean I mean it doesn't mean I'm gonna stop making them. I will tell you that right now. Yeah, I'm for free. I'm mailing you some health uh, issues and some medical bills <laughs> because <laughs> and some fucking ILX <laughs> as a result of that. You're uh yeah, you got some shit to answer for <laughs> that my body is is not gonna shut up about. <laughs> so. Aside from that, it was a big handover between the uh, South Koreans, obviously from this Olympics, yep. to the Chinese for the just, next Olympics. Just, just great relationships there. Aren't they tight? <laughs> They're fucking great mates. <laughs> and the handover of the flag where the South Korean guy looked like he just won the lotto because he was just waving the flag. Then he realized he had to hand it over. The Chinese delegate was not smiling. Nah. The South Korean wasn't smiling. Yep. Step in, T-Bark, grabs the flag and waves it like he's just fucking won World War II off his own bat. (laughs) Goes absolutely gangbusters and then hands it over to this Chinese bloke who's just looking at it like he's taking a piss in his face. (laughs) The Chinese dude looked like he'd been told by the Chinese government what you get told, what mates tell you when you see an ex-girlfriend at the bar. Do not engage. Do not engage. He was he was just yeah. like not having a bar of anything. Yeah. 
But, it, I mean, he unfortunately didn't go the other way with it as well and start mentioning or looking like he was actually fine and everything yeah. was really good. He looked like he'd been shit since she left oh, and yeah. things were only going to get worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the, uh, the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics. Yeah. Uh, well, we couldn't be more pumped that the next 50 Olympics are in, in Asia. Asia. <laughs> We're all about it. Oh. Uh, fortunately, in between um, China and South Korea is Japan, so that's good. Yeah, Japan's great. Japan's pretty great, and I'm really I'm excited for that, and I and I'm really excited to go. Hint, yes. hint to management. <laughs> really keen to go. Not only that, but second hint to management. Our media accreditation needed to be in last week. <laughs> <laughs> Get your fucking asses into gear. <laughs> You idiots. <laughs> so that's uh apart from that, closing ceremony was was what it was. Uh child yeah. actors were hams. Yeah. Um there was a bunch of uh strange shows of uh of Korean IT strength. <sighs> Man, I'm so over these fucking kids. Oh, aren't I'm they? so over these kids. Why know, do everyone I know it's a bad thing to say. It's, and if I you're thought, listening thought to this, it's, me- and- it's meant to be it's meant to be like Hollywood and stage production. No kids, no animals. Yeah. Never work with them. No. But the reason you never work with them is because they'll upstage you. That's the, that's the point of that saying. Yeah. In this scenario, it's never work with them because their quality is abhorrent. Yeah. Like the, I don't know what agency or talent pool they were pulling these kids out of, but we just needed less of them. Yeah. Just needed less. I'm a, less kids, but it's always it's always more Tron legacy. But it's always going to be, it's always going to be a part of the ceremonies for some reason. Like is the is the point always like the allegory of like this is the future? Let's have fucking kids singing a la the Qantas ads that ran for twenty five <laughs> years. Like I just don't get. I mean, I say this now, but of course we had fucking Nikki Webster yeah. coming down from the heavens. Neck minute strawberry kisses. Oh, so I'm just. I, I you hope. Know. I hope these kids have an easier time than Nikki Webster. Yeah. Uh, our our thoughts do go out to Nikki. She's had a rough. She's had a rough run. Yeah. Yeah. She really has. Rest in peace. So we. <laughs> she's not dead, mate. Oh. Um. But at the same time, I think that it's important that you recognise that the opening and closing ceremonies of an Olympics. So in the pecking order, obviously, the opening ceremony yep. has a lot more money that goes into it. Absolutely. Close, people actually want to go. To people that. actually want to go. The closing ceremony. Most people are like us. The media are cooked. The athletes that are still there are high as shit. Yep. The uh, public just want the Olympics to end. Yeah. The volunteers have stopped volunteering and started protesting. (laughs) (laughs) So the only people that are still fucking pumped about this are the bloke who planned the closing ceremony and the kids. Yeah. That's it. The overzealous flag waver from (laughs) South Korea. They're the only two. Pumped. Yeah, so the whole thing becomes like a fucking rocker Steadfoot. That's <laughs> <He's>, it. <laughs> He's just walked in like Tupac, all eyes on me. <laughs> and the fucking irony is just no eyes are on you, but No, absolutely none. So, yeah, that was basically uh, basically it. There was a bunch of K-pop that uh, that happened as well. Oh, that was um, weird. That was pretty strange. Imagine. But, we were doing oh, Imagine by John yeah. Lennon, remember okay. that? Okay, that's the worst cover I've ever heard. Yeah. And, and I don't like... I don't like, as a rule, slaying uh, musical renditions because yeah. people are like, uh, don't be a wanker about it. At the same time, nah, this sucked. Yeah. This was awful. It was like... Really bad cover. 
you know when because they you know oh fuck they, I just they, remembered why but, it was but, bad but they went too far they went too far with it it's like when a an R&B singer sings the national anthem at the Super Bowl yeah just too many runs always too take, much always take overs too much that thing's always going for at least two and a half minutes yeah uh, Alicia Keys holds the world record or the uh, the record because the world is not involved for the Super Bowl anthem. Really? Yeah, it's like two minutes 45. And Good it Lord. normally takes a minute 40 to sing it. That's a that's fuckloads over. That is ridiculous. More than half. Yeah. Um, I remembered why Imagine was terrible. Because they proudly proclaimed that they'd rounded up all these fucking Korean buskers and they'd given their <laughs> crack right. at seeing and, and like put together this ensemble. I'm like, you don't, you don't do that. No. Like there's, there's giving back and there's letting. And there's, uh, we've run out of budget. Oh, we've run out of budget and, and going, this screams of, uh, I'm not going to name the Australian company, but there is a large super, a, a large shopping center chain in Australia. Um, uh, that starts with a compass direction and they, <laughs> they come out every three months. And send an email out to everybody going, are you a musician? Are you looking for a great opportunity to showcase your art? Would you like a performance space? It's like, stop asking for free entertainment, you cheap fucks. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same thing all over again. Yeah. All over again. So, yeah, basically the Olympic, the NOC from South Korea fucking put something up on Craigslist. Yeah, big time. Literally dudes just walk down the street and we're just like... Out of money, out of money, out of money, out of money. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Sees a guy in the subway station and goes, fuck yeah, I've got it. There he is. So yeah, it was six of those guys who had fucking old sandwiches hanging out of their pockets seeing Imagine, <laughs> which was not a good look. And it was not a good sound. Um, oh, the kid shredding. It was a kid sh- absolutely slaying guitar. That was, okay. So that was fucking That great. was probably the highlight. That's the highlight. That was the highlight. This Hands 13-year-old down. kid was just... Going to town, making this fucking electric guitar his bitch. Yeah, Korean Slash went nuts. Oh, it was awesome. He went fucking ape. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the that's the closing ceremony. As you can see, uh, we remembered it in parts. So you got told <laughs> it in parts. Very, very piecemeal. <laughs> All righty. So we thought about it and we went, what are our top 15 memorable moments that we had um, in in Korea to do with the Olympics because uh, yep. we had some some phenomenal nights out with uh, some people that we met there yep. and uh, we had a lot of uh, fantastic times at the events. But it's like for you, for the listeners, we're going to give you our 15 most memorable Olympic moments. Yeah. We're going to start off, and these aren't necessarily memorable good. These are just are like, we, have we, ra- we Do we rank them? Or yeah, do- we ranked them. Yeah, right. So yep. I don't even remember that. Yep. Oh my god, you you started coughing just before we recorded this and I thought maybe you wouldn't come back from that. It's you're you're you told me you're at ninety percent. Pray mate, for me. You're at like fifty five percent. Pray for me. <laughs> one like equals one prayer. One like equals one prayer. Please like and share. Alrighty. Number fifteen. Yes. Corail Transport Network's dried squid snacks. Ah, oh, yes. So memorable because so terrible. So plentiful. What sort of a fucking horror organization decides that they want to branch out from their core use of providing <laughs> transport. very swift transport and go, great, we're getting into the dried snack market. <laughs> 
and our go-to animal is going to be squid. What the fuck? And the fucked up thing is they had to go into the boardroom and I assume do a competitor report and go, (laughs) these are our 28 (laughs) closest competitors in the field of dried, pressed, fermented squid snacks. Oh, so what's our point of difference going to be? Well, this guy's going to be a a mascot on the front of them. He looks like he had all his crack for the week. (laughs) Crack for the week, like there's an allotment. Yeah. Like there's an allotment (laughs) of crack. It's monthly. It gets dispensed in weekly doses. Of course it does. Gets home. His fucking squid wife walks in. (laughs) Gerald, where is this week's crack? I took it. I took, I took it. it all. I took it, Cheryl. I popped all the capsules open and I what? took it. What are you going to do? Squid and what I are you going to do? You're going to leave me. You're going to, yeah, that's right. Leave. It's what you do best. Yeah. So squid snacks. <laughs> that's going to be, that's, that's... going to be our next radio play about <laughs> Gerald, Gerald <laughs> the squid <laughs> and his monthly crack allotment. <laughs> it's, it's going to, it's going <laughs> to. It's going to be the sequel to Breaking Bad. <laughs> it comes down with some kind of squid cancer. The only way to get past it is to make crack. And he gets addicted. <laughs> his wife can't understand why his life is going down the toilet. And he's changing. He's changing in front of her eyes, Rick. I don't know who you've become. <laughs> oh, you are. What happened, Gerald? You are so ill. All right. Oh, Christ. Number 14. Yeah. Howard, the Kim Jong-un impersonator, a.k.a. Kim Rong-un. Yes. He's definitely dead. Oh, he's 100% dead. We We haven't heard from him. He's Australian. He's He's from Melbourne. He's as dead as the line. (laughs) He's as dead as the line that we had with him. Yeah. He was just... Fuck, he just disappeared. Yeah. So, uh, you remember... Uh, if you followed the Olympics, that there was a bloke dressed up as Kim Jong-un who walked out in front of the North Korean cheer squad at a hockey game. Yeah, that bloke's an Australian. His name is Howard. He called Only Howard. It's like just Cher Howard. Or Madonna. <laughs> or Seal. Yeah. He, uh, he called us up after uh, because we'd met him out in the streets of... Um, oh. Shit, what is that suburb? Itaewon. Itaewon, that's the one. And he basically said... I'm in a police station. I've just been arrested. Do you want to do an interview? And we went, wow, things just work out for us, don't they? Sure do. Turns out that we probably got him killed. So turns out that also exclusive means nothing to him. Absolutely not. He's like, this will be exclusively for you guys, for Triple J. And then we got a call from our producer the next day before we crossed. And he went, so by exclusive, you mean he sold it to everyone. We're yeah. like, oh, this is what it feels to not have an exclusive. Ah, uh, this is what it feels like when doves cry. <laughs> it was so Prince. It was about 11 out of 10 Prince. Um, number 13. Yep. Stinky Foot Soup. Fuck me. Yeah, awful. I st- uh, I, I'd actually forgotten it until you just mentioned it. Yeah. It's, and, and let's just get this, get this really clear. Once we got back, I realized that we were in a whole new world of Musk. Like, we, as people, yep. had developed a walking bubble of just, smell. Just an aura. Yeah. Like, we, it just, it was impossible to avoid. That yep. room that we stayed in, where we only found the fucking window button 
on day 10. I reckon they've pressed self-destruct on that room. I reckon that hotel's gone. Yeah. Whole hotel. I w- I, I, things get condemned for less. <laughs> I.e., <laughs> the Korean uh, opening ceremony and closing ceremony stadium yep. cost $109 million. It's getting destroyed after the Winter Olympics. After what? the Paralympics, sorry. Really? Yeah, they're tearing that thing down. To be fair, though, that's probably a good idea. Yeah, because no seen, one, no one's going to use You and I had that chat about the, the Athens venues yeah, from they, 2004. They look bad. Rio will be Jesus. worse by the time... I mean, Athens was 14 years ago. No, uh, Yeah, 14 years ago. Yeah, that's how Rio's two years ago. Yeah. And it looks almost as bad. Christ. Yeah, they're not ever using that shit again. But this hotel, we stunk. Get back to Sydney... And you have a bunch of showers, and you go great, starting to feel good. Mm. Then you get the opinion of others, and uh, and you and you start getting engaged. And isn't that real? Fuck, it's it's just. I, I just want to say, real, true friends. We true friends stab, stab you in the front. front. Yeah, we we have great friends. Uh, you and I, um, some of them mutual, mm-hmm. but they are they are nothing if not honest. And when I say honest, some would say too is, honest. It is not with, me. I'm is, happy with it. It is with a swift viciousness and brutality with which most people probably couldn't handle. Yeah. they. A lot of people wouldn't say that that's uh, friendship. Yeah. They would say that's slander. I got a lot of Bigfoot's dick comments. Yeah. It was, you know... Some diapers filled with Indian food. Exactly. All that the little feral thing. specials. Yep. Yeah. I came home after three weeks away, and I'm like, fuck, I'm so excited to see Katie. Yeah, I walked through the door, and she went from like really excited because obviously she picked us up at the airport. Yeah, um, and she did not want to get near you. Nah, nah. When 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 we saw when we saw her at the airport, no, it's a, she, she was, was so excited to, you, to see and us, then she would not and she would not was, allow you to kiss her. It was like a year eight, uh, like she dance. gave you an ass out hug. She's, I think she's, she's done. She's done. She gave you the ass out centimeter hug. Yeah. personal space thing. Yeah, yeah. We, it was definitely an ass out. Uh, we've been together for 10 years. Yep. Get back to the house. And because she was on her best behavior because you were still there. Yep. Um, she hadn't like lost all boundaries and respect mm. uh, like you and I had for each other on the trip. Yeah. So she effectively uh, waited until we got in the house, then actually took the clothes that I was wearing and threw them out. Really? To the bit. Took the clothes that I was wearing off my body and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Three weeks away, and then threw them out, and was like, "Get the fuck in the shower." <laughs> so your tracksuit is gone? Oh, no, 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 no! I uh, sent that shit straight to the dry that cleaners. Was, that was straight. That was straight to dry. I cleaners. put it in a fucking biohazard bag. No, nah, the um, the uh, the thermals undies and uh, and t shirt under that gone. So, oh, yeah, again, some real fucking three sixty feedback we got yeah. after that trip. <laughs> Number twelve. The Canadian double fisting beer guy. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing screams Canada as we realized, you loose bastards, like morning beers. Morning beers. And a fucking truckload of them. What was his name? Sean. Sean Germain. Germain. Sean Germain. There we go. Nice one. Wow. There we go. Look at us. (laughs) We remember shit. Oh. I don't remember. But Sean Germain. Yep. He is the husband of... Rachel Homan. Oh, my God. Yes. From Team Homan, the Canadian yes. curling team. That's it. Fuck me. Mm. We are good. Yeah. But he, in the morning, got a little bit nervous. He had that sort of like secondhand spousal nerves. I think it's that nervous excitement. Yeah. 
Because that is prime beer drinking time. Totally. I wake up commonly at 7.30am and go, fuck yeah, it's beer drinking time. You'd be like, big day. Yep. It's time like, to crack one. It's like that fucking Barocca ad. Big night last night, n- mate. Nah. nah big, big day. <laughs> crack open a tinny. You can tell that all of the guys for that Barocca ad, they sat around in one of those fucking all glass boardrooms <laughs> and some bloke bursts in and goes, guys. What if Baraka wasn't just for when you fuck-eyed? What if it was for just having a real hard day? And people go, woo-hoo-hoo! Start high-fiving him and then fire him and steal his idea. My my favourite ad, sorry to go off topic, but my favourite ad is is when brands like embrace what they are for and that fucking energy drink, is it Maximus or Mac? Ma- yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just a picture of the bottle and the fucking line above it was something to the effect of... Tastes best at 3 a.m. after a fucking kebab <laughs> or something like that. And they would, and I was just like, now that is good marketing. I love that. They know who their demographic is. And as, <laughs> as they should, because I can only imagine that at every Maximus, uh, branding and marketing meeting, there's just a bunch of 20 year old fuckboys. <laughs> <laughs> who were there still partying. Yeah. Still partying yeah, from, the, yeah, yeah. from the night before. And they're the focus group. Absolutely. They're the entire marketing. Sean Germain was in that, was in that fucking marketing it. group. So, yeah. So, Sean Germain, uh, the morning of one of his wife's curling games, basically just started punching beers. Yep. And he didn't stop. He did not stop. And Twitter got a hold of it. Yeah. They, and they, they ran lost with it. it. And the best part of it was when he had to address that he was drinking in the morning. Beautiful quote. Yep. I'm not a drunk. I'm just Canadian. I'm just Canadian. Isn't that great? That's it's, the best. You, if, you're a, if you're a Canadian bloke and you go, wow, successful Winter Olympics. What a great medal haul. Nah. Guys, that'll fade. Speaking of people who need medals. Yeah. Sean Germain. Sean Germain. Not all heroes wear capes. That's it. Some of them wear vomit on their front at 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> 11. The streaker at the 1,000 meter speed skating. Wow. He. 2 2? Yep. Didn't he have like a. Horrible rig. Didn't he have a dick pocket on or he something? He did. Like it was like a monkey pouch. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> like an elephant or something. I can't no, remember. Was de- it a monkey? Definitely monkey. Yeah, right. He was, he was wearing uh, a, a, a monkey banana hammock. Yeah. It was kind of a combination between a merkin <laughs> and. <laughs> One of those toys you win at Lucky Clowns, the side <laughs> show game. Put a put a ping pong ball in the uh, in, in, yeah, in the in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he burst onto the onto the ice. Yeah. Um, in one of what we know are a multitude of breaks. The speed skating does not have any particular rush. To uh to get its event moving or or, or going. This is the long track. This is the yeah. this is the long track, not the one that you've seen that Bradbury one with the helmets and where it's yeah, like dodging it's, cars, etc. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, this derby. is this is the cultured version, but still v- extremely exciting as we found out. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. when the event's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in between that, and especially like for some reason, halfway through. They pause for like forty minutes, and a full band comes out. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's hip hop right. dances yeah, and yeah, shit, yeah. and you're like, it's like the fucking halftime show. Yeah, except there's no halftime in this sport. No, and also the the whole thing, if you just ran it back to back, would go for forty minutes. Yeah. So obviously they've gone shit. 
Just realised we charged everyone three hundred and fifty American dollars for this. Oh, We'd better. You just reminded me that I have to do that reimbursement oh, form. That's... Holy shit! Sorry, Googs. You're about to get an absolute multitude of invoices. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So this bloke just in a break in the speed skating has jumped the fence. Yep. Which, as we know, is uh, extremely it's incredibly easy. easy. We could have competed. Yeah. It's it's that easy to get onto the ice. Yeah. There's the only thing stopping you because Koreans are unbelievably polite, uh, is a small curtain and a sign that said, please don't enter the ice. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. And timid Korean people. Yeah. That was, that was it. Yeah. It's the whole security. Yeah. Yeah. Way more than the, uh, way less than the Olympic Village. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that, yeah. That's why we got that's so where it pumped, yeah. pumped about the Olympic Village. We're like, well, it'll be the same as everywhere else. Just walk behind the curtain. We'll, we'll just, just wander and find the fence that's not there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just walk straight in. So that was 11, 10. Peter Taufer to Fuwa's rig. Yeah. Amazing. What more needs to be said? Mate, the, the, Fucking baby oil, diamond cutters, or coconut oil, as he's oh, quick to yeah. point out. Yes, because absolutely. Because he, 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 he doesn't believe in harvesting babies for, yep. for oil, no, as we know. No, you can't, you can't squeeze them until oil comes out. It's yeah. not, not how it happens. No, no, no. We found out from so, Peter. Yeah, from Peter, who knows a lot about it. Yeah, he's, yeah. he was like, no, sustainable. It's not... It's Way not, more sustainable than co- babies. Coconuts are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, looked great. We obviously wax lyrical about about him at the closing ceremony, but it was again, it was a highlight. It was a highlight. We stepped out. It was fucking minus eight degrees. Top effort. Top bloke. Yep. Yeah, he was. What what what, what else can be said? Uh nah, that nothing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what else can be said? Nah. nah. <laughs> One of the most Australian responses <laughs> to any to any question. Um. It's it's just for me. What does he do now? What does he do next? He's he's obviously you can't got... you can't go back to a life of punching beers and darts on the couch in Brisbane. True. You also can't go back to a life of not at every important occasion in your life getting your rig out. So I tell you what, if if anything, that's tough. It's one of those things. It's like when you're an actor, right? And you have to be go in on. prime condition. Sure. Because you could be like you're doing like a big movie and you want to obviously look great and stuff like that. Tell that to but, Leonardo DiCaprio. He looks like shit <laughs> all the time. Ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. <laughs> he's he's not looking good till no, he gets a role. No, not at all. But but that's what I'm talking about though with 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 Peter, where it's one of those things where it's like he is now like that will be his impetus to stay in shape, to stay relevant. Yeah, and and he doesn't need to wait that long. Tokyo's no. in two years. Exactly. Just fucking. Pick up a bicycle and hit the velodrome. I, I love that you keep saying cycling, but yeah. the, but the thing is, because I that, keep thinking about what something that he hasn't done. Well, so okay, let's rule a couple of things out. He's, team sports. He's probably he needs. So to there's go, not going to be a Tong and water polo team. No, we exact, can rule that out exactly. So there's there's a there's a limited. It's got to be a solo sport. Yeah, I think cycling. Uh, he might uh, he might struggle with. Yeah, um, mostly because I think that that's actually competitive uh, to get in. Yeah, All right. um, I think that for Pete, it's probably looking at like he got in for Taekwondo last time. Yep. What about judo? What about something like judo? Yeah, it's a like a, a Greco-Roman a, wrestling. He's a big dude. He's a big guy. He's a big guy. Yeah, 
It'd probably it'd it'd have to be out of the out of the same the same front. Also with uh with Greco, at least it's a scenario where he's got that leg up, yeah, so to speak, on his uh, on his competitor. He can just get the rig out pre-match, yep. just parades around, last minute gets ready. He's like he's got the because they they're basically just wearing. Zoot suits, like yeah. they're wearing singlets attached to their shorts. Yeah, the spandex. Just, just, just thing. pop, just pop those uh, that top off. Yep. Just do sign some autographs. Just flex. Get I the, reckon they would have a good chance. Get as the well. crowd going. How hard is it going to be to pin him down with that oil on him? Oh, big time! And so, uh, and and that's the thing. That's that's just no, that's just nothing, good thinking. There's nothing that says it's that you thinking. can't you can't be oiled up. I'm well. I'm sure that there are rules about I'm that. I'm quite positive that's... that you cannot be oiled up in Greco-Roman wrestling. Yep. I'm pretty positive, but Peter will be there. It's—I mean, he's 34, but he'll be there. Yeah, so will we. Yep, absolutely. Which turns uh, my thoughts to: What Olympic event can I qualify you for? Curling. You're Again. an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what Number- is it? What is it? Are they introducing lawn bowls to Tokyo? Oh God! It's at the Commonwealth Games. Com games, yeah. I know com. I know com games. That's the pinnacle for lawn bowls. Yeah, isn't it? that's the that's the top. Yeah, that's definitely the top. <laughs> Maybe that, if ten pin bowling comes back, fuck that was that, Atlanta. Atlanta, yeah, amazing. It's like Atlanta <laughs> went. Oh yeah, we'll host the Olympics. It's probably one of the most American. Put bowling as well. in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's super American. Yeah. Uh, number nine, the Russian chick who was wearing, I don't dope. In an ad oh. for anti-doping <laughs> dopes. <laughs> Say oh, doping more. Yeah. Fuck. What an idiot. Yeah. Like she was. I bet she's trying to do one of that. She's trying to do that hiding in plain sight thing. <laughs> she tried. She tried to Kaiser Soze everybody, and it she did. just fucking. She sucked, and it's, she just got found out. And she. Is uh, also speaking speaking of people that uh, need to go into witness protection, she definitely has to because oh, yeah. because that's the thing. The first bloke, the Russian curling guy who won the mixed uh, doubles bronze, yeah, and then he he was uh, on steroids and his wife lost her medal, yeah. Um, Russia was still okay after that. That happened about five days in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were going to be allowed to march under their own flag. That's right, The closing right. ceremony. Yes. And Thomas Bach was kind of like a father who's come home and found out that his 16-year-old son had had a house party while he was away. <laughs> but he was kind of like, uh, he, he was annoyed, but nothing had been broken. So he's like, all right, mate, we're going away again this weekend. If you have another party... God help me. <laughs> and goes away, and then his uh, daughter, this time, not only throws a party, but sets his fucking house on fire. He <laughs> comes back, it's all burning, and he's like, I fucking warned you. Uh, so when this chick got done, it was bad times over there. Yeah. I, I remember talking to a couple of uh, to a couple of athletes while we were while we were over there. Mind you, they were all Kiwis, and they were like, Yeah. <laughs> The Russians are actively pissed off now. Yeah, like they they knew at that point that they weren't going to be they weren't going to get the flag a, able to march under their own flag. Yep. I feel for the five percent of Russians that weren't doping, and that's probably <laughs> only because they had missed some kind of team meeting and didn't get their injections. <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, <laughs> like 
No, I, mate. Uh, I just, it, it just, have, you, have, have you watched Icarus yet? No. Fuck. You, like, that, you watch that, and you see this bastard who looks like the guy at the start of Mission Impossible 2. <laughs> <laughs> the, like, Captain Russia, who is the <laughs> com, comrade Yevgeny, who's, who's there... <laughs> And he's basically talking this journo through how he has orchestrated statewide doping. And all, like, positivity leaves the room. And you go, there's no fucking way in shit that these guys, as a country, did not engage in high-level systemic doping. The thing that really gets me, though, about this chick and what I've just remembered is that she also, like oh, the Russian guy, yes, did I just remember a, what did, she did. Did it in a sport where it didn't fucking matter. It was the bobsled, and <laughs> and she came twelfth. Yeah, yep. You if know- you dope and fucking don't even medal, banned. Fucking banned for life. Yeah, you are not allowed to take up any sport. No sport ever. You're, you're conde- lawn bowls at com games. Don't even think about no, it. Condemned to fat. Yeah, that's it. If you if you cannot dope and win, you're never winning. Yeah, ever. And see, Rig, I don't have a problem with people doping. And hear me out. I don't have a problem with people doping if everybody is doping. Yeah. So if it's the so Tour de France, for example, Lance Armstrong, scapegoat. All you fucks are doping. Oh yeah. Everybody's doping. Yeah. yeah. But. Just remove. All the kids are doing it. All the kids are doing it. Just remove the bullshit and say, "Great, cycling is 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 doping." It's a like that, that, that's it's pro doping. <laughs> that's that, that's a great slogan for the Tour de France. Tour de France <laughs> doping is cycling. Yeah. So and and that's like I think some sports you should just go fuck it. If everybody's doing it, then let's just stop punishing the twenty percent that aren't. Yeah. And stop trying to catch the 80% and just, and, 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 and then just fucking give them their injections. Yeah, just make it an arms race. <laughs> just make it a dead set fucking arms race and go, cool. Well, or have two categories. If the Paralympics can have various categories for different stuff and different disabilities, yeah. Olympics can have Doping the screen. clean race yeah. and the dirty race. Yeah. And, and that's it. And it's like, look, if Russia turned up and said, we are only competing in dirty race. And it's like, great, no problems, That's Russia. Great. That's completely fine. That's great. And you, you'll just be getting less precious metal, uh, medals. Yeah, I- yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. It's or like, you can compete you, you, in the you, dirty race, you just you'll don't get You'll get actual primary school swimming carnival ribbons. <laughs> you'll get ribbons. Yeah, that's fine. I just think we should make it a situation because they're not going to stop. No. They're just going to get better at doping. Yeah. That's what always happens. You, that's, I mean, that's what you want to see. Uh, improvement you, you over want, time. You want evolution yeah. over a time period. Oh, fuck. All right. Number eight. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the Nigerian bobsled team. What a great bunch of women. Amazing. As, I, role- as I can only <laughs> confirm from afar from their Instagram. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they looked great on Ellen and also all of those other publications and journalists they spoke to that weren't us. Oh, yeah. But what an amazing 0.7 seconds we shared. Oh, wow. 0.7 seconds is so long in bobsled. It was like four milliseconds max. Yeah. Uh, our interview with them is definitely probably our career highlight to this point. Absolutely. It's, it's, Absolutely. The, it's the most, they were the most sought after people at the Olympics. Hot property. Yep. 
Hottest property. Yeah. The, the creme de la creme. Yep. We got them. Mm-hmm. By got them, I mean we stuck a microphone at them as their bobsled literally <laughs> fucked past us at so 140 good. k's an hour. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because no. that still counts. <laughs> that still counts. It's all good. We asked them a question and they screamed. <laughs> it went better than all our other interviews. <laughs> uh, number seven. Esther Ledecker. Oh, yeah. Are you okay there? Yeah, I'm great. Rig is having, fucking he's great. having a full-blown fight with his pop filter. Just put it on top of the... That's not how that works. Shut up. All right. <laughs> Esther Ledecker. She's a uh, skier. No, she's a snowboarder from the Czech Republic. Yep. She skis on her off day days. off yep. um, each week. Yep. And she does it just for fun. Like, to, to give us to give herself a break gigs. for... Uh, just for shits and gigs. Yep, yep. It's it, It's just, it's her downtime. It's her, it's her time. Turns out that... Turns out it fucking was it her time. It was her time. Because she borrowed a pair of skis from... Michaela Schifrin. And used those skis to dead set school the rest of the world in the <sighs> Super G. I just remembered another thing. How fucking good was it? So... So she won gold. She won gold uh, in in not only the the snowboard event for which she was heavily favoured, yeah, but the, the also the ski, the ski event, but the ski event as well, which she was not expected to win. In these sports, as as we had a chat about um, off air and then on air, where we recorded this originally, um, was that in these sports, it's it's very much like because it's all based on on time. You sort of just kind of hang around, but there's probably about a handful of competitors that uh, have yeah. a rightful chance at, 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 at the medals. And they and, start from the first seated person. Exactly. So the so first person out of the gate is the fastest person in the world according to the rankings. Yeah. So that all happens, and she's somewhere towards she's like the back. 50th or 60th or something. So she's somewhere towards the back of, of the pack. And people, like, there are a bunch of girls standing there. Because they've gone at the top and posted essentially the fastest time to that moment and thinking that everyone else is going to be slower than them, they're fucking standing there. They've got flags. They've got flags in they're their hands. They're wearing them as capes. Wearing as that they're just like getting ready for like everyone to just kind of do due diligence and just yeah. get down the mountain in a slower time than them. That They, and, were, they were actually looking like it was a point where yeah. they were going to start calling event organisers and yeah. say... Let's, should we just cap this here? They started, they stop, started ordering shit for their riders, diva style like Mariah Carey. I yep. want a fucking bowl of only blue M&M's yep. if and if, Cristal <laughs> in the room. If they're, a if bath they're, full of Cristal. There's not 15 white doves that are all making me an omelette. I'm going to be fucking pissed. Yeah, um, and then Esther Ledecker fucking torched it. Oh, the look. She's Austrian, great. wasn't she? The, it's the, so great that the Germans have one word for it. Because yeah. after watching that level of self-importance, yeah, and we're and we're there going, holy shit, these chicks are going off really early, super early. really early. Yeah, like yeah, one yeah. of them literally had a t-shirt uh, printing press next to her and was just printing winner, <laughs> and she was just <laughs> handing them out to the crowd. And I'm like, wow, that is brazen, that is very arrogant. <laughs> but basically, when Ledecker comes in in first, and all of these chicks, there's no actual podium there. They no, just know exactly in, where first, them, second, yeah. and third stand. Yeah. <laughs> Chica was in bronze. She is gutted. Yeah. But 
I think the Austrian was currently in gold. Yeah. She's the most gutted. It's like a look of shock, but also like she was disgusted, like she'd smelt a fart. <laughs> yeah. It was it was a, a contorted scream face. You, you could see Yeah, you could see her screaming internally. You could also see her Screaming externally. W- wondering how much it's going to cost to send all of her winner shirts to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> just, doing, just doing basic postage in her mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think they probably weigh 800 grams each, yeah. so I made 40,000 <laughs> of them. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Esther uh, Ledecker. Fuck it. Prop- I, I reckon... That's MVP of the games. Such She's a, such a weapon. Don't don't give a crap about uh, the Norwegian chick who won her fifteenth medal because that's expected in Norway. Yeah. You can't walk anywhere. Yeah, you got to strap your skis on to go to a corner store. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Czech Republic. If you're not actually a skier and then you just strap on the planks and you end up fucking the rest of the world, it's the so best. Good. It's the best. So that brings us to number six. Yeah. The Russian curler done for doping. Yes. We'll glaze over this one pretty quick because we've covered it a lot. But yep. legit, you're a curler. Yep. Your sport is already considered by most of the rest of the Winter Olympians to be a dead set joke. I was meant to be uh, the only sport that I could get away with on the Tinder profile that we set up for me was curler. Yeah. Because most of the dudes you have husky. have bodies like middle-aged truckers. Yeah. So... Yeah. And hats like them, as yeah, we found out. Yeah. <laughs> the American just, dude. The American, American, the American dude legit looked like a trucker. Wow. Had his polo shirt, bit of a gut, a moustache, <laughs> and a fucking truck. Yeah, with the trucker hat on. Fuck, it was good. Uh, right. Anyway, the, 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 the Rus- the, that Russian guy just, as we've discussed, an idiot. when you're addicted to something, you find it very difficult to quit. Anyone that's ever quit smoking understands that there's a process involved and there's different ways of going about it. If you're part of a system that is so addicted to doping that the only way that you can not dope is to not go to the Olympics, and when you do go, even though you're a curler, you still take steroids. You are a fucking idiot. (laughs) that makes no sense. And also, there's there were rumours circling around that he'd been set up, etc. And I reckon there's probably 25% merit in that because he changed his tune from, wasn't me, I didn't take it, I got framed, I know who it was. Yeah, someone spiked my drink. Yeah. yeah. To, I did it, take my medal. Yeah. And what we was, know, there, there no was, Russian has ever said, no, take my medal. There, ever. There, is de- there was definitely a fucking magnum prodding into the base of his spine oh, when he time. said that. Big time. He's, a, he's either been... Of course, I mean, the gun, not the ice cream. Yeah, I, I, was, I was like, yeah, say it, or make your clothes all <laughs> gooey <John>. and caramelly. <laughs> you wait till we get inside this hotel. It's going to melt real fucking quick. Um, number five. Number five. Elizabeth Swaney. Yes. Yes. She. <laughs> the thunder oh. from Down Hunger. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That is awfully funny. <laughs> 
that oh, Elizabeth Swaney. So if you didn't catch her or or catch the, when we when we covered her, how in, could you miss her? She took five years to get down the half. Oh my god, she went down the half. She did the ski half pipe. Did zero tricks. Count them zero. Yeah, and she just went down there, and she literally that as soon as she finished her run, everyone was like, "What the fuck." Two camps. Is, what the fuck is wrong with our sport yeah. that someone like that can make it to the fucking Winter Olympics? And then the other camp was like, if she is fucking putting in the work and putting in the time and going to all these events, then she deserves to be here like everyone else. Yeah. And uh, to be honest, the first camp was mostly elite athletes. Yeah. We want to make that really clear. They were fucking pissed. Fuming. The second camp was most of the world. Yeah. Uh, who don't care. Yeah, because so, like us, they were having beers at the pub and they were going, fuck, that's this the, is funny that's the and best. actually the best thing we've ever heard. Yeah, so overwhelming public support outside of Pyeongchang was pro-Swainy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and do you know who was also pro-Swainy? The People's Republic of Rigistan. Huge fans. Big fans. Yeah. So, so much so yep. that Beijing 2022 should be donning the yellow. She sure will. Yeah, to accept. <laughs> she's, well, she's not going to be skinned for fucking hungry, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they were not happy. Not impressed. Number four. Number four. Peter Michael's glorious mane. Wow. Fucking wow. Nothing made me happier than when, and like, I remember, I remember where I it was like, I remember this, like how people remember where they were when 9-11 happened. Yeah. I was just like, Oof. I was sitting in the fucking seat when next to you and he was doing his warm up lap and it was just flowing it's a thing in the of wind. And, and that's it. It was amazing. It's a windless stadium. It was and all awesome. of a sudden there was gusts. Yeah. Made no sense. Environmentally, it was... It did not make any sense. There was no was oxygen in there. Nope. Everyone there was clutching at their throats. Nuts. I remember it like <laughs> it was yesterday. Say, we idiot. all looked like Schwarzenegger in Total, <laughs> in Total Recall. Recall. And I just remember it. And everyone was just transfixed by this mullet as yeah. blood poured out of their eyes and ears from lack of oxygen. Yeah. And it was a moment. It was it was amazing. And then the best thing was that because like he's in the bodysuit for all of his other events, but when Mass Start came around, they were yeah. all wearing fucking blue bike helmets. It was the best. It was and all screaming sudden, out the back. Yeah, and uh, and you in speed skating, obviously, you want to get into the slipstream of the person in front of you. And we didn't realise that it's actually a strategic weapon. Yeah, for Mass Start, no one could ski, uh, could skate behind. No one could ski as a start, <laughs> but no one could skate behind Pete. Because they were tiny hair daggers, yeah, stabbing people through the speed dealers if they wanted to get too close. <laughs> but yeah, his uh, his hair. I'm going to take you to a time pre-Olympics when only a small handful of the world were aware of Peter Michael's mullet. Yep, it's a brave new world now. Goddamn right, it is. It's a brave new world. And his his hair in- is is famous. It's there's a uh, is it ah uh, Cessnock or Curry Curry. In New South Wales has a the world's oh, the, mullet the world's festival. best yeah, mullet festival. That's right, uh, or just mullet fest if yeah, you're, uh, yeah, if you're yeah, from yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we mentioned that to Pete, and he has some time off, so it was considering going to mullet fest. So we'll see how that plays out. <laughs> he still owes us beers. He sure does. We shouted so many. Uh, number three. Number three. New Zealand breaks its medal drought after Fucking 26 bang. years. 
beautiful. How good. <laughs> the shape of two 16-year-olds. Two 16-year-olds. Yep. Bronze an hour apart. Yep, exactly. Nico Porteous and Zoe Sinot. That's it. Yep. Uh, Nico in the ski halfpipe or the, yeah, ski halfpipe and Zoe in the snowboard big air. Yeah. They were, within the space of about 90 minutes, New Zealand went from 26-year drought to most successful Olympics of all time. Yeah, it was crazy. And it was just like, so the, the, the only medal that they had previously was silver. Yep. In, I think it was Albertville. Yeah, I think it was yeah, Aerials 1992 or, or something like that. But yeah, Albertville 92. Oh, yeah. And uh yeah, it, there was there was nothing doing, like not even not even close. No. And and obviously we held uh high hopes um for the uh for the Mullet machine Peter Michael. Yeah, we thought he was going to break it. Well, he got he got two fourths. Oh man. And yeah. I think we already covered it, but uh he is the most successful. That's it. He's the most successful New Zealand non meddling yeah. uh, winter olympian of all time. Yeah. His his two fourths, bam. Yeah. Fucking enormous. Yeah. So I mean, you gotta you gotta take the wins when they come. Man, absolutely. And while it may not be medals, uh he fuck he won a lot of minnow medals. He won a lot of hearts oh, too. He sure did. He sure did. But he's still my beating dick. <laughs> <laughs> Number two. Number two. Hungarian gold. Oh, how good Hungarian was that? gold. In the space of 24 hours. Holy the shit. The proud nation of Hungary went from the laughing stock of the Olympics slash the creation of one of the greatest stories in Olympic history, depending on which camp you're in, <laughs> to Olympic gold medal winning nation. <laughs> what a way to break the duck. Huge. The golden duck. 5,000 meter uh, speed skating relay. Yeah. Short track. Yeah, could not believe it. I don't think anyone could believe it. They Fuck, couldn't they, believe it. They came out of fucking nowhere. Those last two laps. Oh, oh my god, mate. That was like my brain almost exploded. <laughs> like I felt <laughs> it was, You know when you have outrageous. you know when you have like the first beer of the day yeah. and like the back of your brain lights up? Yeah. It felt like that across all of my brain. Yeah. Big. And I was like, what is happening? Your receptors were all pro-hungry. They were firing. Yeah. And uh, and the best thing is that after they won, just it dawning on them, I, I don't. I, I think that they would know that Hungary has has never hasn't won a medal in ages <laughs> because but the coach would say it incessantly. He would, it, we have no medal. <laughs> he's just got go out win medal. He's got pictures of things that are shaped like zeros. He's like actual donor <laughs> tire. He's <laughs> just showing them all these circles. Yeah, and. <laughs> Again, Carousel. It's the, it's the roundabout. It's, what are all of these things? It's the captain's office and usual suspects. <laughs> There's all this shit around the room. Oh fuck! Yeah. So they broke their uh, their golden duck, and they also broke a 32 year medal drought, a 36 year medal drought. It's fucking ages. 36 year medal drought. Yeah, Hungary hadn't won a medal since. They've never won a medal. No, they've never won a gold medal. They've won medals. Oh, have they? Yeah, they hadn't. Oh. They hadn't won a a medal of any color in the Winter Olympics for thirty six or thirty eight years or something. Right, which is fucking ages. Like, I mean, New Zealand. Uh, now, oh my it, god, I actually realize I covered Hungary. Yeah, in Donut Spotlight. I know. That's right. It was figure skating. It was pairs figure skating. They got silver. Yep. To the to the Russians in Moscow, yes. and there was that Correct. huge uproar. Yep. Thirty eight years. Um, but yeah, we've since spoken to uh, to Pete since he got back to um, to New Zealand. Yeah, and 
the New Zealand reception when they won bronze, people were legitimately just going fucking off. People were messaging each other and being like, and people are like, we didn't give a shit until right now. Because the Kiwis are a bit like that. Yeah. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, we don't care. Yeah, and yeah, then, yeah. And then they'll win and I'll be like, yeah. Mean. <laughs> Sucked in everyone. They'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Beach days. Uh, all right. Number one. Number one. Sarah Hofflin. Yes, the Gold. Hoffmania. Hoffmania. Yep. This was huge. Uh, I met Sarah on one of my very few trips to the gym. Two. <laughs> two trips <laughs> to the my, gym. One of my two. This was the first trip. Yep. Uh, she was easy to spot as an Olympian because she was wearing head-to-toe Swiss team shit. <laughs> and considering that we have no accreditation, hadn't at the time and still don't, I was like, great. Let's try and get something approaching an interview because, uh, no joke, doesn't matter if she's a minnow or not. It was the closest that we'd gotten to an Olympian at that point. Uh, she talked a delightful game of having not only not trained for yeah. the last month leading up to the Olympics, yeah, yeah, but yeah. also that uh, she couldn't really be asked going to train yeah. while she was there. She's yeah. like, yeah, I'll go out and see Seoul. She then went out to the Phoenix Snow Park, threw down in qualifying to make it through in, I think, fourth, maybe yeah, third yeah, place. Yeah. Um, actually, I think it was even worse. I think she was sixth. Final. First run, 50-60 odd. Yep. Second run, 20. Crashes out. Yeah. Fucks her knee. Third run. Last chance saloon. 91.2. Shit, that was good. Oh, so good. We were ecstatic. Yeah. We've never been more excited yeah. up, to that, up to that moment because, legit, this was a chick who we had met, had explained the concept of Rigistan to. And she, she was had, all she about was it. She all about it. She'd taken polos. Her brother was like, can I have a polo? Like he was asking for uh, a signature off the fucking Barack Obama. It was like <laughs> he was so pumped oh, yeah. to get to get a Rigistan polo. We're like, fuck, okay. And But we also thought, based on her talking herself down, that she was going to go okay. Yeah. But uh, but probably not metal. We, yeah. I mean, we didn't expect, we didn't expect that. No, no. That was, that was definitely the pinnacle. And yeah. she has since gone back to uh, to Switzerland and is doing all the talk shows. Yeah. He's doing everything. There's a photo of her uh, flying back into Geneva, I think it is, and or Zurich. Zurich I, can't, I, think. I can't remember yeah. where, she, where she was flying to, but there are Swiss flags everywhere. There's press everywhere. She's got wow. a like. She's been greeted by the uh, fucking prime minister, and <sighs> it's it's. Off chops, huge. Yeah, it's it, it's enormous. Um, we we still do uh, enjoy in that same position, in that gold medal position of our of our memorable moments. Her voicemail is obviously right up there. Oh yeah, it's an important part of Olympic history. <laughs> and when the 2018 Olympics are enshrined in a time capsule, um, we will make sure that that audio recording survives. Yeah. Because it is fucking kisses fingers like a chef. All time. It's the best. 
So that is all 15 of our memorable moments, which means that it is basically almost time for us to to shut up shop for the 2018 Winter Olympics. Well, it's not almost time. It is time. It's fucking time. We're about, we're closing the book. Yep. We are, we are shutting it and turning our eyes to a couple of things that are coming up. Yes. As one book closes, another opens. That's definitely that's, how that phrase goes. That, that's what happens if you tie all of your book covers together. <laughs> <laughs> start, start to finish like some kind of psychopath. Human and then, centipede and then style. <laughs> read them down a long wizard table. <laughs> so we are now looking at being, uh, Ha- happily pushed into doing the World Cup. World Cup. We're not sure year, what it's going to look like. This year it's in Russia. Which and, we're fucking terrified about. And, uh, especially after the press we gave them. <laughs> We've not done, They're just gonna, done them a service. And like, look, the people are going to be one thing, but the bears are fucking livid. Oh, yeah. They have... You would be amazed by how vicious bears can get on the tweet. Oh, yeah. Because they are fucking irate. Yeah. They can hear their claws tapping on the screen. They're not, they're not happy. They're baying for blood. Uh, yeah. So we, we're again unsure about what that's going to look like. But Worst case scenario, we'll be bringing you a World Cup show from Sydney. Yep. Uh, best case scenario, we will be on the ground, uh, for, uh, some or all of, uh, the World Cup yet in be, Russia. Yet to be decided. TBC. Before that, we are bringing you a couple of live shows. We've got a month of live shows in Sydney from starting on the 16th of April and going through for four consecutive Mondays, uh, which is venue TBC. And just to make it abundantly clear, that is actually for our other podcast that is called Shit Show. Absolutely. So if you have only heard our Medallica uh, podcast, it is obviously one that has a very heavy sports bent. Uh, Shit Show is more uh, kind of broad in that sense. Um, it is a show about the best laid plans of mice and men that go horribly and hilariously off the rails. And um, to, to make it really clear, uh, someone asked me this, is it a, a theatre reviewing podcast? No, we, we use the term mice and men liberally like to describe everybody. Who the fuck said that? Oh, you don't want to know. I don't want to name names on the podcast. But it's not a theatre reviewing website. No, it's, it's not. It's not a theatre reviewing podcast. Stop fucking asking. No, me. no, no. Shit show. Shit show is coming back for season two. If you have not heard season one, yeah, go on to your podcast app and find it. Just enter it in. Shit show, all one word. You will find it there. There is, I think, approximately thirty episodes it in is season exactly one, 30. and yeah. you can get your Gus and Rig fix. And it is what we started off with originally, and it is. An absolute banger. Yeah. If I do say so myself. It's it's pretty great. If you want to get an idea of what the live shows are like, you, uh, we've recorded a couple on there as well. We were yep. at Oxford Arts Factory last year in Sydney. Um, our live shows this year are going to be interactive. We're going to have yep. uh, a lot of lot of different things that we're we're bringing to you, which we're Very really exciting. really pumped um, to to drop. And yep. finally, if you are in Melbourne, if you are south of the border. Down Mexico way. Absolutely. April 9, we're at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Jump onto our Facebook group, uh, which is Shit Show or Gus and Rig, or our Instagram, which is Gus and Rig, and we will be posting a variety of different ways that you can get tickets, including some freebies, some giveaways. We've got stuff left over, speaking of social media, um, to give away because we have 
A uh, shitload of rigger stand stickers left. Yep. We've got some polos left. Yes, we do. Um, and yeah, we'll be, we'll be putting those up in a couple of competitions over the next few months. Yep. But basically, this is it until Tokyo. This is it until Tokyo. It has been a pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you so much for listening. And we do have a long list of thank yous. We sure do. For the great people that made Medallica, colon, Minnows versus the World, colon, cul-de-sac to Korea, such a success and such a joy to do. Yep, absolutely. First cap off the rank, uh, we'd like to thank our uh, agent Luke and uh, Jess from... Long uh, Suffering. Yes, absolutely. So to Luke and Jess, amazing. Yep. To Mike. Michael... Ciao. Mate, you are an absolute legend. To our, uh, our videographer, he basically just copped shit for an entire week yep. and uh, was forced to s- sleep in uh, the same room as Rig and I, which is... Uh, I mean, just, that's, that's punishment enough. Yeah, uh, for anyone that's and he's, had to cop he, that. He spent about 90% of his time every day in the hotel room editing. Yep. Uh, he's an absolute gun and a fantastic human being. And Mike, thank you so much for everything that you did. Absolutely. He's a genius. Um, we'd also like to thank Ben and Liam from Triple J. Legends. And, uh, their producer, Nick, who uh, we... Absolute pleasure to work with. Yep, and uh, Jazz as well. Yep, absolutely. So, to the people we met over in Korea. Yes. The lovely Erin Fitzsimmons. Bam, thank you, Erin. Met us on a train, became our translator on the ground, took us through the culinary nightmare that was Stinky Feet Soup. Horrible, but thank you. But thank you so much uh, for volunteering your time to let a bunch of hacks, or to guide a bunch of hacks around uh, Seoul. We really do appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. To... Uh, Sarah Christensen and her husband, Easy, Easy Raider. Raider. Easy Raider. <laughs> and uh, their son, Dean. Yep, absolutely. Thank you for uh, showing us around, taking us to a couple of bars, and uh, then, for no apparent reason, just uh, letting me inflict um, 3 a.m. sacks on your neighbourhood. <laughs> I'm sure that was a fucking bizarre strata meeting the next day. <laughs> so that uh, that's them. And the, the, the Sunday siblings. Yes, boom. Nate Sundermeyer, Taylor Sundermeyer, some fantastic American peeps. Uh, they have actually spent a lot of time traveling the world, uh, including, uh, I think Australia, but a lot of, a lot of time in New Zealand as well. Yep. Uh, the, so it's still so weird hearing, uh, hearing Nate say mate all the time. It's bizarre. But mate, love what you're putting down. And Taylor, uh, could not be more accommodating. Uh, thank you so much for, for taking us out and, and at least making us feel like we, uh, we had some friends and, and gave us some space away from each other. <laughs> Absolutely. Finally, to our feature athletes to, uh, and to everyone that did interviews with us. Yes. Ash Werner, uh, Stephen legend. Bradbury, yes. Peter Taufer Fua, Shiva Kashavan. Just kidding. Shiva <laughs> Keshavan. <laughs> Peter Michael. Peter Michael. Sarah Hofflin. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and that's it. That is it. We will either see you at the World Cup or we'll see you in 2020 at Tokyo. In the meantime, pop over to uh, Gus and Rig at Instagram and jump onto Shit Show on iTunes. Have a listen and please come to one of our live shows. We would love to see you and share a beer. Awesome. Thank you, guys. See ya. I know you're hurting. Feels like you're learning. About life the hard way. And it ain't working. Seems like forever. You've been falling It's time to move on Your life is calling